we can feed on the faithfulness of God. And um, God, I just, I just want to, Father, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness to us, to River of Life and to our pastors and to each family that's represented and named as a part of this church. I thank you, Lord, that you change not. And Lord, I just ask that um, you anoint this word as it's spoken. And may we receive from it, Lord, what you desire for us to receive. So I just want to read this first couple of paragraphs to you on the handout. The faithfulness of God means God is unchanging in his nature. True to his word, has promised salvation to his people, and will keep his promises forever. He is worthy of eternal trust, no matter how unlikely his promises seem. Nothing in heaven or earth can prevent God from accomplishing all that he has promised his people through Jesus Christ. This, is the, this reliability of God should be a great source of comfort and strength for God's people as they repeatedly fail and go through trials and suffering. God's faithfulness is clearly revealed through Jesus Christ, whose character of ultimate reliability person, personifies what is meant to be faithful, even to the point of faithful becoming one of his names or titles. And I put some references there for you. He is the faithful witness, the faithful one, the faithful and true witness, and the one called faithful and true. Because of the reliability of the work of Christ for his people, all the promises of God to his children find their yes in him. God's faithfulness can help a believer overcome temptation and suffering. When God's people are unfaithful, he remains faithful, no matter what people do. God's faithfulness is unchangeable, for he cannot deny himself. Amen? So we're going to look at just a few verses of scripture tonight. And I pray that as we go through them, it will encourage you in holding and feeding on the faithfulness of God. And it's taken out of Psalms 37. And I'm going to ask if you would read this scripture with me, verses 3 through 5. Let's read together. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. So we're going to just look at these action words, uh, verbs in the text here from Psalms 37. I'm just going to read them out first. Trust, 
It says do good, but it also means doing good. Dwell, feed on his faithfulness, delight, desire, commit, and then it ends up with trust again. So let's just go through these. Trust in the Lord means to have secure confidence. That's the fill-in. In God's goodness. We must be confident in God and his goodness. <clears throat> and do we have that scripture out of Romans? We all know this. It says, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? Nothing that the goodness of God, and not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. And once we change our mind and attitude toward God and realize that we need him, that we need Jesus, it brings us to that place of trust um, and dependence on him. So it, and that trust gives us a confidence in him and in his word. And then number two says, doing good means to be a blessing We've been talking about that a lot lately, the importance of blessing and a good benefit to others, being a good benefit to others. When we understand the goodness of God, it helps us love and do good to and for others. The love of God, and the feeling there is, needs a place to go. And I love what um, Isabel shared with us, and she said, the spirit of prophecy is a spirit of Jesus, and that spirit is always giving, it's always loving, it's always accepting, and I believe that's part of the doing good, because it makes us want to bless, it makes us want to benefit others. Number three says, dwell in the land. That means to abide or reside or to be established. And this land, in the land, could be a place of rest with God. We want to be established by him. Psalms 91, we all know that. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is not a place where we can visit and go and come as we want to. This is a place where we have to have a fixed decision that we want to be there and stay there. And I remember, I don't remember which, I don't know if it was the, the culture of honor or was one of the prophetic classes that we had, but it, it talked about how, you know, we, we, we can meditate and have our thoughts on the Lord even when we're doing other activities. We worry about things. We go to our jobs and we worry about things. People say, I don't have time to be with the Lord. You know, I'm too busy. Well, if you're established, you're not too busy. Because we can take a word like this short word, these three verses, and just mull over them, meditate on them, think about them even when we're working, 
you know, when we're driving, whatever we're doing. Because when we're established in him, we want to be with him. And it's not a visit, okay? We reside with him. We abide with him. Number four says, feed on his faithfulness. And this may seem odd, but if, you, if you've ever seen um, uh, a field where there are cattle, or if you've been to a stable where there are horses, when it's time to feed, they know it. And you will see, you know, usually if it's in a field, you, you see a truck with hay or whatever on it, and it's driving to wherever they drop it. And those animals start walking toward that food, you know? How many of you have pets? Don't they know when it's time to eat? Yeah, you know, sometimes all you have to do is shake the bag or shake the box. If you got a cat or a dog, they know when to come. I had a fish, a little beta fish named Benjamin. And of course, I loved Benjamin. <laughs> I did. <laughs> And when I would get up in the morning and come downstairs and I'd, you know, get ready to feed Benjamin, it seemed to me that when I would come in the room, he would perk up and he would do little flips in the tank. Like he was, ha I believed he was happy to see me. People said that it was because I was feeding him, but Benjamin was happy to see me. And he also knew it was feeding time, you know. When I'd come home from work, he'd do the same thing. He'd come to the top of the tank, he'd go down, you know. But feeding on God's faithfulness for us should be exciting, you know? Just like my fish got excited when I came in the room, or your pets get excited at feeding time and when you come home, we should be excited when it's time to spend time with the Lord, you know? <clears throat> Trust in his faithfulness is what really sustains us. It's what keeps us. And it's not based on our circumstances. Because life comes and goes, stuff happens. But it's Jesus, it's God, it's the Holy Spirit that sustains us. God is our source. And he never, ever, ever lets us down. Amen? The next one there is delight yourself in the Lord. That means to be happy about to make merry, to be joyful, have a party. Joy and peace are the next fill-ins. They're choices. Joy and peace is a choice. So we can choose our mood. Remember Isabel said that to us this weekend? We have the ability to control how we feel and what we think. And when we find ourselves thinking contrary to what God's word says, we have, we have a choice. We can change that. We, be, we can begin to say who God is to us or who he, just who he is. He's faithful and true. He's the everlasting God. You know, he, I, I heard something, I, I don't remember where, but he is our very life breath. You know, and we're the only creation that he made, that he made in his own image. And then he breathed his own life into us. You know, if nothing else, we can be thankful for that. You know, who, who he is and 
He's called us to be a part of him. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Do not sorrow for what? The joy of the Lord. I don't think, is that up there? Okay, let me read that then. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send the portion to those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God is our strength, and his joy is, is, is and his joy and peace, and joy and peace, are, are whole, they're in us. And they're in us because we have the Holy Spirit. They're fruit of the Spirit. So they're always there, and we can call on them, right? They're always with us. So we have a choice. We can pull out that joy and that peace and that love and even that patience and sometimes that long suffering, you know, it's in us. He's already given it to us. All right. The next one says, desires of your heart. If you go back to the scripture, it says, a number in verse 4, it says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This implies that we have desires in our heart, Right? That there's there's things that we must have need of or want. And he says, and and I wrote here that it could be health, it could be restoration, or even things that God has promised us in his word. You know, we desire those things. I think it's um, Psalm 27, and it says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that I seek after is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Is that a desire in your heart? Don't you think he wants to give that to you? Okay. But there are other desires that we have in our heart. And as we're close and intimate with him, he gives us the desires of our heart, not to consume on ourselves, but that he might be glorified. Amen. Then the next one is, Commit your way to the Lord. That means to commit your very life to the Lord, to roll it over on him, the way and the direction of your life, and forgetting the past. You know, I meet people all the time, and they get stuck in their past. And I love what Isabel said, you know, what does she call it? Um, um, Experiential kind of memory where we... You know, we, we, respond, we respond out of what has happened to us in the past, you know, and that comes really from our soul, <laughs> you know, it really does. So th- this isn't going to work because it didn't work before. That's not going to happen because it didn't happen before. And we forget about living um, in the spirit and by the word. So when we commit ourselves to the Lord and our ways to the Lord, we're, co- we're committing our way, our direct- direction of our life, and we put our past behind us. And I love this, the final one, and this is a very short message, but trust. It means to be confident. Psalms 5.12 says, He surrounds me with favor as with a shield. That's something we can always remember. 
Just think about yourself. Shield it with favor continually. And we can get up in the morning and, you know, I don't know about you, but I've had mornings where I wake up and it's like, ugh, you know? But I can change that. I can say this is going to be a great day. I did that this morning. I woke up and I said, God, this is going to be a great day, you know? And I had to remind myself of it a couple of times. But it's been a good day, you know? It says, he surrounds me with favor as with a shield. He's always with us. He says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. God wants us to be full of joy. Full of joy. And when we are, we want to give that joy away. Yes, ma'am. Every day, she says, every day should be Christmas for us. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that years ago, there was a song. I think it was Babby Mason. And it was, a, it was she did it around Christmas time. And <clears throat> it started out with, um, I want this and I want that. Give me this and give me that. It's not that kind of a Christmas, right? <laughs> it's where we're honoring the Lord, right? Um. Let's see. God wants us to be full of joy. We can't visit that. We can't, um, we have to dwell in his presence. And we got a dose of that this weekend. Isabel just kept emphasizing that and throwing how important it was or is to have that intimacy with the Lord. And one of the ways we can have it is by the word, through the word, getting it in our hearts so that when we, when we encounter situations, that's the first thing that comes up. And sometimes we need help with that. That's why we have sisters and brothers in the Lord. That's why we pray one for the other. Because when you're hurting, I'm hurting. When you're down, I'm down. And we can lift each other up. When I'm down, I want people around me who are going to point me to the Lord who I know are going to pray for me and encourage me, right? Don't you want that? Then be that to other people. John 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Full, excuse me. When Jesus came into the world, and once he, even after he was uh, resurrected and, and he came back, he set a new era. He set a new standard. Because he says, you didn't ask me anything before, but now you can ask anything. Do you realize that? We can ask him anything. He wants our joy to be filled. In John fifteen seven, he says, if you abide in me, That's in that trust scripture that we just read, how important abiding is. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Amen. I pray that blessed you, encouraged you. Amen.
All right.